Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Roisin. And welcome to the Fitness Fertility Podcast. This podcast is all about how improving your physical fitness can help support you on your very own fertility journey. I'm a personal trainer who specialises in training women with fertility problems. I myself have PCOS and have had two beautiful boys, and I'm on a mission to help you do the same. Before we get into it, we will be discussing adult themes such as where do babies come from, pregnancy loss and bereavement. We may also be sweary from time to time. We are optimistic, lighthearted girls, but we know this is a really stressful time for some of our listeners. We respect that. In this week's show, I am very excited to be talking about a topic that is very important when it comes to fertility. And it's something that a lot of people find very confusing. So today we're going to be talking about supplements for fertility and how they can also tie in with your own fitness training. The goal of today's episode is to make you aware of a number of different supplements that are out there that may help you with your fertility journey. But supplements can be complicated, so please make sure you get advice. Don't just go out and buy a load of supplements and start taking them. It's a fine balance and we really do want the best for you. So seek advice before taking anything and then you can go from there. The wonderful world of supplements, Maria. Oh, we've swerved this one for as long as we possibly could. <laughs> um <laughs> Because it's a minefield and it is so confusing and it's so confusing just for day to day stuff. What supplements are just good for me? What should I be taking? Am I deficient mm. in something? I can only imagine that when you are starting to look at your fertility and you're gathering all, all that information, you must be just bombarded by supplement advertisements. It was so interesting looking into this because you're absolutely right. As soon as you start going down the path of supplements, you are just massively overwhelmed with information. You've got supplements for general health. You've got supplements for going to the gym. You've got protein shakes. You've got vegan shakes. You've got vegetarian shakes before you even get anywhere near fertility. And then, of course, when you get into fertility, you've got things for PCOS. You've got things for egg quality. You've got things for older parents to be, younger parents to be. It is, like you said, an absolute minefield. So me being me, loved the research for this week's show. What I really enjoyed was a lot of the supplements that we're going to talk about today, not only do they help you with fertility, but they also help you with your general fitness in particular with training. So I just love that should the supplement be right for you when you've taken that advice, not only will it help with fertility, but it might just also help you with your workouts as well. Two birds, one stone. And I love that. Before we get into supplements in too much detail, it's difficult to talk about supplements without actually talking about nutrition first. Supplements are an extra. They are supplementing your diet and they are supplementing your nutrition. You know, we've had some amazing nutritionists on the show. Please do go back and listen to those episodes as well. But supplements are in addition or if you're not getting what you need out of your diet. If you are consistent with your nutrition, diets that revolve around things like seafood, poultry, whole grains, fruits, veg... Research has consistently shown that that type of diet does support both male and female fertility. But supplements are, if you need a little bit of extra, then this is where you might start. And that does make sense because if you're eating really, really well, really cleanly, I suppose, you should get most of those macro and micro nutrients from the food. If I was looking at this from a point of view of I want to get pregnant as quickly as I can, I want to look for the supplements that are going to give me that little bit of 
rocket fuel, that little bit of advantage, <laughs> especially if I'm in a situation where I'm disadvantaged, where I do have PCOS or I've got endo, or I've got something that is like a drag on my fertility. You better believe I'm out there, as we say, virtually every week, we're just looking for those little nudges, those little things that can just get us across the line. And also it's part of that control thing, isn't it? It's all about that feeling that you want to be proactive. With my psychology head on, you know, this is something I could you know, wax lyrical about forever, really, because people talk quite flippantly about being proactive and taking control. But pretty much every single client that I'm supporting, every single woman that I speak to on a consultation, every single time it's, I just want to feel in control. The PCOS has taken some control from me. The endo has taken some control from me. The unexplained infertility, I mean, what do you even do with that? So for a lot of people, it's, I want to do everything I can do, I want to control all the things I can control. I can control my nutrition. I can control my fitness. And this is where supplements come in. Taking control is massively, massively important. And I think anyone that knows anything about fertility or pregnancy will come to get to know this particular supplement that we're going to begin with very well. Folic acid. It's pretty much a mainstay, isn't it? It is. And I loved looking into folic acid. This is the pure learner in me. Because I remember very clearly the first time I went to a shop to buy folic acid. And this was a big deal for me. I don't know if non-fertility people have the same thought, but for me, it was such a big deal to be finally going to the shop. When I went through the till, banana, swipe, apple, swipe, sneaky bar of chocolate, swipe, folic acid, swipe, massive. Because it was the sign that Hey, I'm starting on my trying to conceive journey. We're going in. Yeah, it's right up there with we've stopped the contraception or we've had the discussion and we're really going to do this. It's huge. And we've done our first Google search and we've realized we need to take some folic acid, y'all. It is really the first proactive step you take when you're trying to conceive. I'm going to be honest, I didn't really know why I was taking folic acid. All I knew was, if you are trying to conceive, you take folic acid. Why? Absolutely no idea. Couldn't tell you. Now I can tell you, but at the time I didn't know. So this is why I really did like looking into this. Folic acid is massively important for trying to avoid what we call neural tube defects. The neural tube defects, so NTDs, that you've probably heard of are spina bifida, which is a defect with the spinal cord, and anencephaly or anencephaly, depending on how you want to pronounce it, and anything to do with encephaly is to do with the brain. It's where you have quite serious brain developmental issues. Folic acid is massively important for managing the likelihood that these things will happen. This is because the neural tube forms very, very early on in the pregnancy. And this is what then forms the brain and the spine. So if anything goes wrong at that very early stage, then this is why you then have the knock-on consequences later. And the really interesting thing is any defects that happen in this area can happen so early that quite often the woman won't know she's pregnant yet. Now, anyone in the trying to conceive community, I appreciate, will be laughing, going, hey, listen, I'm taking that test at 10 days post ovulation. But anyone who isn't necessarily trying to conceive in such an active way, they're not even going to know they're pregnant yet. And this is where folic acid comes in, which is why it was so interesting reading about it. Folic acid has had a massive role to play in the decline of neural tube defects. And this is in women who have never had problems before and in women that have had problems in previous pregnancies. So basically it works for all women. And it made me feel really, really lucky to be where I am in the world. And I can literally walk into Aldi 
and I can buy some folic acid. No big deal. It doesn't even cost very much. This can have a massive effect on the development of your baby, basically, from, from day dot. When I got pregnant, there wasn't a huge discussion. There was a bit of a, oh, we should try this. Oh, we should try this. And I have said before, and I'll say again, we were incredibly naive about how long I had left it as an older mum. I was very, very lucky. And every time we do these podcasts, I, I feel luckier and luckier and luckier that I got pregnant Aww. pretty easily and pretty seamlessly. So I didn't actually have the folic acid until after I realised that I was pregnant, which was quite early, to be fair, because I've lovely, consistent cycle and I kind of just knew something was off quite quickly. So obviously I was straight on to that. If you have been trying and you haven't taken your folic acid and, and you think maybe this month, it might be your month, don't fret, there's time. I can remember reading, though, you can't get it from a diet, really, can you? It's not something that you can easily acquire from food. You can get what's the dietary form of folic acid, which is called folate. What I didn't actually realise is this is actually the vitamin B9. It's one of your B vitamins, which again is super interesting. You can get the dietary form from things like your dark green leafy foods, peanuts, your beans, your fresh fruits and your eggs. So these will give you folate, which is good, but it's such an important substance, if you like, to have in your body that in 1998, the US Food and Drug Administration actually made food manufacturers add folic acid to foods that people ate all the time, including bread, cereals, pasta, etc., because it's such an important thing to have in your diet. So they just said, right, you'll have to have this in all of your food. Yes, you can get it in your diet, but the recommended kind of general guidance is 400 micrograms once a day. As always, speak to your doctor, but that's, you know, the regular kind of advice in terms of how much you should be taking. Yeah. I have to say, out of all the foods where you can naturally access folate, my favourite one is peanut butter because peanut butter is so good for after you've been to the gym. So it's a really good post-gym snack. And as always, if you can work on your fitness and your fertility at the same time, then you're winning at life. So peanut butter. Excellent for folate. Excellent with apple. Yes, I love it with apple. I have it all the time. It's my post-workout biscuit. I take two really fine pieces of apple and I sandwich peanut butter between them. They're like little biscuits. They are like little biscuits. And Luca, my youngest today, who always likes to have his snack, he comes in the kitchen, says, Mummy, can I have some chocolate? And I say, no, it's nearly tea time. He says, Mummy, can I have some sausages? Which I'm going to be honest, was a random diversion from chocolate. But there we go. No. Can I have some apple? I went, yes, you can have some apple. And then he says, with peanut butter, apple and peanut butter. Good for energy. Happy days. Folic acid, an absolute essential. Sorry to interrupt, but I know that you want a baby in 2023. So I want to let you know about my all new training plans. I know so many of you are fed up with trying to lower your BMI alone. You feel confused and overwhelmed with the information around fitness for fertility and you really just want a baby. My training plans are designed to support you at whatever stage of your journey you're at. Whether you need to lose £12 or more to reach your target BMI, if you would like accountability support or you need meal plans to support your nutrition, head over to fitnessfertility.com forward slash training for fertility to find out more or book in for a free consultation at fitnessfertility.com forward slash free consultation to discuss your own personal fertility needs. And now back to the show. On to the next one, Maria. What else have we got? The next one, again, I've come across this before, especially in the fertility world, but didn't know as much about it. 
acetyl-L-carnitine. It's used in the fitness world and it's used in the fertility world. So again, two birds, one stone. It's an amino acid and it is naturally produced in your body to generate energy. You find it in animal proteins, so in particular red meats. It's been shown to improve mood. It can support learning and memory. And what it's really crucial for is it helps the process that delivers energy to your cells. It helps the mitochondria burn fat. It can help your endurance and it can help you recover faster. So this is why people in the gym world are very aware of L-carnitine. But when it comes to fertility, it can also boost testosterone, which again is really important in men. And it's also really important for women, also in relation to sex drive. But it can also really help a healthy female reproductive system. And it has been shown to support women with PCOS when it comes to insulin sensitivity. So this is incredible. It's helping you with your workouts and it's helping you with your fertility. The two are coming together beautifully. When it comes to male fertility, this is really, really helpful. It also helps sperm motility. So the way the sperm moves and we we want that sperm to be working well. We want it to be swimming towards that beautiful egg and saying, hey, egg, let me in. It is fantastic for your gym workouts, for your fitness workouts, insulin sensitivity, female fertility, but also male fertility. I mean, it just sounds absolutely amazing. When it comes to the dose, and again, do not just start taking this, you know, speak to a nutritionist, speak to your doctor, but it ranges between one to three grams per day for both males and females. But please, as always, check with your doctor. Don't just go out and start taking any type of supplements. Is there anywhere apart from red meat that you can naturally get this supplement? You know, for people that are vegan or vegetarian or just people who just don't like red meat. Yeah, because to be fair, we have talked on the show about red meat before, perhaps not being the healthiest to eat in large quantities. So that's a very good question. Poultry is a good one. Fish, dairy products, they can have L-carnitine in them as well. Things like your fruit, veggies and grains, they contain relatively little L-carnitine. And this would be a good one to speak to a nutritionist about, particularly if you are vegetarian or vegan, just to get a much more comprehensive list of where you can get this in a more natural form. Again, another one great for physical health and for fertility. Is there any supplements out there that help people with mental health? Yes, there is. There are lots of things you can do to support your mental health. But one of the things that I was learning about was one particular supplement, myo-inositol, also just known as inositol. It is a type of sugar and it can help you with your fitness and your fertility, which I'll come on to, but it can also help with mental health. And there is research now that's shown that It can help with mental health. It can also help with skin health. And the reason that this is so interesting to me is because your mental health takes such a hit when you're on this fertility journey. First couple of months, fine. But when it gets to four or five, six months, it's just really stressful. And you're kind of wondering why it hasn't happened. And it's very easy for your mental health to take an absolute dive. Inositol, just to give a little bit of background on it, it's a type of sugar similar to glucose. Humans can make it themselves. Or the good news is you can get it in through your diet. You need this to form your cell membranes and also to regulate your insulin levels. There is some research that says it may influence your neurotransmitter levels. And as a reminder, neurotransmitters are your uh, chemical messengers in your brain. This is very, very important for your neurotransmitters. Basically, people take it for loads of reasons, mental health, skin health, but also reproductive health. When you are then pregnant, it can help with pregnancy health. It can also be used to support metabolic health as well. 
one of the key groups of women that take it are those with PCOS. Do you know what it does for PCOS specifically? Yeah, it can be used to improve ovarian function and fertility overall, which is obviously very important when you are going through any type of treatment, but it's especially helpful when you're going through treatment for PCOS. It can also be used even for women that aren't trying to conceive but still have PCOS. It can be used to decrease what we would call the male sex hormone levels. These are the hormones that can increase the severity of a woman's acne. And some women with PCOS, you know, they have really bad skin. You know, I've talked before that my skin isn't great with the PCOS, but some women also have really excessive hair growth. So that can be really stressful for women. Like I said, it can support a healthy metabolism, which is really important for your BMI. Many people with PCOS, because of the insulin resistance, the BMI is really difficult to manage because your body isn't doing what it's supposed to do with sugar, which means you can put on weight very easily and it's very difficult to lose weight. And overall, it kind of supports your whole hormonal system when it comes to reproduction and ovulation. What food can we eat in order to get some of this good stuff? All your healthy stuff, which is fabulous. So you've got your fruits, your beans, your grains, your nuts, things that I love. So I am delighted with all of these tasty foods. But yeah, these are all very, very good for getting this very naturally in your diet. If you're eating those foods anyway, you're just eating a lovely, healthy diet, which again will help with things like BMI, uh, mental health and everything that suffers really when you're going through fertility. Yeah, I know this may seem as a bit of a tangent, but we talked about cold water immersion last week. And I've been doing a little experiment. So this one, we're talking about mental health. I had a little bit of an ordering issue with my prescription. So I'm perimenopausal. Therefore, I take some hormone replacement, which is fantastic. Not for everyone, but really works for me. I forgot to order it. <gasps> oh, no. I suppose I'm without my medication for a little bit, which is fine. But I just thought, well, I'm going to have to have some way to relieve some of those symptoms. And one of the symptoms I get is I get a little bit sad, a little bit more anxious than usual. And I said, I'm going to try my cold water immersion. I mean, game changer. I'm not saying go without medication at all. If you want to add something in to help out, it is quite amazing. I'm so impressed, Roisin, genuinely. It, just listening to you talk about it. It makes my hair stand on end. Don't get me wrong, I'm in full support. I just I just genuinely respect people that can do this. I have such a, a kind of reaction to cold water. I'm so impressed. I will continue to report back. I, I really felt that it was amazing. And if you do feel like a little lift, try a little bit of cold water. What's the worst that can happen? Apart from you're going to get really, really cold. And there is real research on it. It is a legitimate thing. So yeah, I love that you tried it. So three good supplements for women there. Is there anything men can take? Yes. One particular substance is called coenzyme Q10. This is something that is found very naturally in the body. You have the highest levels in your heart, your liver, your kidneys and your pancreas. It's really important for helping generate energy in your cells. And it makes something called ATP, which is adenosine triphosphate for anyone that can remember their kind of GCSE biology. But it's really important for energy. So this is great for men. And in particular, it's been shown to improve sperm motility. And one of the reasons being is that sperm and egg cells require a lot of energy just to even develop. And one of the things that can happen is something called destructive oxidation, which is bad. Okay. So we don't want this to happen. What coenzyme Q10 does is it can actually work as an antioxidant. This means that you are protecting your sperm and your eggs from this destruction that obviously we don't want to happen. 
Unfortunately, as we get older, your levels of CoQ10 can actually decrease because we all know fertility can get worse as we get older. So by taking the CoQ10 in supplements, this can really help maintain your fertility in men, also in women as well, as you both age. And when it does come to women, CoQ10 supplements have been shown to improve egg quality, which is amazing, and also pregnancy rates in women as well. But it can be something to support both male and female fertility. And then Roshin, actually linking into what you've just said, when it comes to male fertility, again, the cold water immersion is a massive one because men need to keep those testicles at a reasonable temperature. You do not want your testicles to be too hot. It can have a massive impact on your sperm quality. So supplements like CoQ10 can really help, but the cold water immersion is a massive one as well. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? All these things are just supplemental. They're all just little nudges that you can just push this process forward and apart from being really cool for about three minutes, there isn't a huge amount of downside and there's a lot of upside. But I do give it to the guys, yep. though, because like in order to get the calming effect of the water, you can be under a shower. But I think the guys have to actually sit in a bath, which, ooh, that's a different beast altogether. Mm. Can you get CoQ10 from food? Yes. You can. And the good news is you can get it from those of you that enjoy fish, your oily fish are coming up trumps here. Salmon, tuna, really good for CoQ10. For those of you that are meat lovers, you can get it from what we call your organ meats, so such as liver. For those of you that are perhaps not as inclined on the liver, uh, whole grains. What a lot of the research does show is if you do have a balanced diet, which is something we're always talking about, most people they will gain enough from your diet. Research does say that it might be that if you have a particular health condition, maybe that's a fertility related health condition, that supplements can be useful. But it's, it's linking back to what we said at the beginning. The supplements are for a lot of people in addition to a diet or for whatever reason, if you're not processing food, the supplements are an extra if needs be, which is why you do need to take advice on them. But the main starting point is a well-balanced, healthy, colourful diet that we talk about regularly, whole foods, not processed. That's just solid. Maria, let's go for a recap. Absolutely. The first one we've talked about is folic acid. And like I said, much more important, if I'm being honest, than I realised when I was first taking folic acid. So hugely important to avoid neural tube defects. You've then got your acetyl-L-carnitine, very important for fitness and fertility, which I love. This is your amino acid. It's produced in your body. Very, very good for fertility, can improve testosterone, which is good for male and female fertility, but also it really helps the female reproductive system. And it's quite often prescribed for women that have PCOS. Myo-inositol, this is the sugar, similar to glucose. Good news is you can get it through your diet. This is the one where we discuss mental health. It can be really good for your mental health, which takes a battering quite often when you're on the fertility journey, but also really good for reproductive health. And again, particularly for women with PCOS. And then the last one that we've come on to is your coenzyme Q10, in particular for the men, really good for sperm motility, also good for female fertility as well. But again, this is one for the men in particular, just to really help make sure that your your sperm is doing everything that it should be doing. Lots here to take away today. Yeah, and all of the details will be in our show notes. So you can go off and research away to your heart's content. So Maria, what will we be talking about next week? 
Next week, we have a fabulous week lined up for you. On Tuesday, I'll be focusing on films, books and documentaries you can read and watch to support your fertility journey. There's a huge amount of literature out there now. There's amazing documentaries and films that if you just fancy a quiet night in, maybe you're on a rest day, really, really good to get involved in. And then it's International Women's Day on March 8th. So our Friday show will be about all the awesome women that have made a difference in the world of fertility. And I cannot wait to get stuck into that show and celebrate fabulous women everywhere. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Remember to subscribe to get a shiny new episode each week. And please rate, comment, and really importantly, share with your friends, especially our trying to conceive sisters. You never know who's struggling and they may need that little bit of extra help. This may come as a surprise, but we are not doctors. We strongly recommend you consult your doctor when beginning any exercise or nutrition program. Get everything checked out first. Your safety is our priority. This has been a Worth a Listen production.